confirmation tonight that the inmates of Arkham Asylum are on the rampage once again. And this reporter has to ask, is it really such a great idea to house all these supervillains together in one place? Hey, at least the mayor's plan to let them loose in some vast walled-off area in the heart of the city got put on hold. Now that would never have ended well. Welcome to episode 90 of the Geek Generation. Brian Lipsitz is joining me over the Skype. No Mike Volpe today, but we will make do. How you doing, Brian? Good. How are you? I am very good. Uh, I saw that you saw the same thing that I saw the <laughs> other day, and that is Ted. Indeed. Indeed. And I know you were a big fan, weren't you? I was. I thought it was absolutely hilarious, and I was very worried going in that uh, it was going to be eh, because the trailer was kind of eh. But uh, it actually was pretty damn hilarious. Yeah, it was really, really funny. The only thing that's weird, and I think it's the same thing that we talked about on the uh, summer movie preview show, is that there was the comic that had the similar idea. And I don't know if one was ripped off from the other or not, but who knows? Uh, So I I did go into it with kind of a negative attitude in that Mm -hmm. sense. And yet I was still really excited to see it. Yeah. And all the stuff that makes Seth MacFarlane was there for sure. Yeah, and it even had a little bit of heart to it, which I was shocked by. I mean, it wasn't something that's going to be like realistically make you like drama, but it was a little bit, you know, it wasn't just completely comedy the whole time. So. Yeah, well, I think at this point you kind of have to do that. It has to yeah. be a whole cohesive thing, and it wasn't yeah. like too corny or too cheesy, but uh, the heart was yeah. certainly there. But it was it was insanely funny. Yeah, it was, definitely. Very, very good. And it was funny to see, uh, I guess we kind of expected probably all the Family Guy voice cast to kind of show yeah, up in one way or another. The, yeah, yeah, random people. There was one cameo that was super random that I don't know <laughs> if I necessarily want to give away. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I shouldn't, but yeah. It, it was funny the first time, but the second time I didn't really think it was that funny because it was just too small. Yeah, yeah. If it and, became like a big, drawn out, huge thing, then the second yeah. time would have been funnier. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the no uh, dialogue part may have been the funniest part of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, surprisingly, it's the I. It has surpassed Hangover as the highest opening day for a rated R movie ever. Really? Yep. For, for rated Friday. R comedy, I imagine, right? Yeah. Com- yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, yeah. For us, I meant R rated comedy. Sorry. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. Well, yeah. There's there's been crazy excitement for. It. I was actually intending to see it on the Friday night. And yeah. around like I think eight o'clock ish or something, I was gonna go to a nine forty five movie and I checked online, it was sold out already. Yeah, when I went at seven thirty on Friday, it was packed, like completely packed. Like people were like yeah, it it was crazy. Yeah. Oh. Uh maybe we'll do a spoiler room eventually. I don't know. We'll give yeah. people uh, a little more time to see it. But um yeah, definitely go see Ted. Highly recommended. Yeah, definitely. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Did you see that yet? No, I didn't, but I've heard way too many reviews that I probably don't want to see it now. 
but I am surprised by people's reaction to it and how bad it's doing the box office. I didn't think it would be something that would catch on huge, but I actually thought the people that went to go see it would create enough of uh, a positive word of mouth to maybe give it like good follow up weeks. Yeah, the fact that it couldn't even beat Madagascar that had been out and it couldn't beat Brave, like not that it should, but it was it's such a it's been hyped so much that I thought it would at least do better than it did. Opening number three on its opening weekend is not Mm -hmm. really good. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed it, so I, I'm not sure. There's a lot of people bashing it. And but I think it was just the bad word of mouth. I know people who've seen it who thought it was terrible, but I haven't seen it, so I can't really make a, you know, obviously, a, a, a review. Uh, I can't make a take on it. But, yeah, there's been a lot of negative reviews, and a lot of the critics gave it pretty negative reviews. And so. Yeah, I've, I've gotten in the habit of not really listening to the whole Rotten Tomatoes thing because I don't find them to be that accurate except for the yeah. user review. And I think the, the Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter user review is actually fairly good. It was. It was like a 75, I want to say, or 60, 60 to, 69 to 75 around there, yeah. which is pretty good for a movie like that. I haven't really seen that reaction from the people like in my social media networks, though. People have been mm-hmm. saying that they don't really care for it so much. I think it was just, well, I heard it, people saying it was too over the top, and they expected more of a story. But again, you're seeing a movie called Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. So. Yeah, I know. That should be it right there. That should be yeah, the whole rationale. It kind of tells you what you're going to see. So Totally. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, I definitely recommend that as well. Don't see it in 3D, though. I accidentally went to a 3D movie. And this is, again, really? yeah, this is one more th- reason why I just hate 3D is I intended to see it uh, just normally. I didn't even realize online that it was one of the 3D showings. It actually didn't stay anywhere. Normally it does. So I ended up going there, and I, I couldn't just change because I was meeting someone else there yeah. who was wearing their glasses because didn't know we were going to see a 3D movie, so I had to double up on the glasses. And it's just oh, a whole geez. obnoxious thing that you don't want to deal with. It's stupid, and I hate it. <laughs> I didn't even know the movie was in 3D. <laughs> yeah, well, pretty much everything is at this point, sadly. Except Batman and Ted. <laughs> that's right, that's right. And Magic Mike, thankfully. Oh, Don't my you? God. Nobody wants to see that. Well, there are people no. who want to see in 3D. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, before we get into everything else, our geekouts and freakouts and everything, I do want to announce something that I've kind of been teasing on the uh, social media stuff, on the Facebook, on the Twitter, on things like that. And that is the Geek Photo Week that is coming up very soon. It'll work like this. Uh, we're going to do a whole week, and this is kind of just for fun. I don't know if there's going to be prizes attached to it yet. Maybe there will. Maybe there won't. I don't know. It depends what I have access to as well. I might get stuff uh, between now and then. We'll see. But uh, the way it's going to work is the week of July 8th through July 14th, uh, we're going to ask people out there in the social media networks to kind of join us in taking geeky photos and sharing those either through our Facebook page or on the uh, on Twitter in general using the tag Geek Photo Week. So um, there will be a full schedule that goes up. I'm not going to say what they all are right now, but right now there's a, a teaser Facebook timeline cover that's on uh, thegeekgeneration.com slash Facebook or facebook.com slash thegeekgeneration. It works interchangeably like that. <laughs> it's like a uh, reciprocal equation, right? <laughs> um, so... You can go on there and there will be a list of the dates with the exact things we're looking for you to take photos of and just sharing those out via Twitter or via Facebook on our Facebook page. I think it'll be a lot of fun if people cooperate and not cooperate, but participate, I should say, yeah. 
and um, we can all check out each other's stuff. Check out the hashtag on uh, Twitter and everything, and that'll be a ton of fun. I'll also post an article with all the things with the dates and the actual Facebook timeline cover if you want to share with people that you are participating and you want to participate with it. So uh, you can get all that stuff, stick that up there, and then hopefully it'll just be a good time. It's just a good way to uh, celebrate geekdom, I think, for a week. Definitely. Okay, so let's get into our geek outs. Yay! You want to kick us off? Uh, sure. Um, Lego Batman 2. Yeah, um, that was my first as well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's pretty awesome. Uh, I'm about 80% done with the actual story line but um i have not unlocked any of the you know most of the other stuff so i'm got more playing to do but uh so far it's definitely the most fun lego game i've played so far and uh it just with the you know it's got for the first time ever it's got um you know actual voices which Mm -hmm. is uh, some of them are okay but uh it's great to have uh clancy brown as uh lex luthor again from uh which is fantastic, and uh, they do it. They did a good enough job in getting the rest of the voices for a Lego game. But um, it's uh, it's it's fun, and it's got so many nice little nods to you know. They even take a <laughs> spoiler. They take a kind of shot. They take a little joke at a uh, uh, Arkham Arkham City, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, but yeah, the gameplay is great. Uh, the the Superman theme, the Batman theme from the movies, the old older movies, I should say. Yes. Um, are is in there, and it's just it's just great fun, and it's uh, it's it's definitely geeking geeky out geeking out game yeah absolutely um we have a review up there from mike boyd right now on the site and it is tremendous i agree with pretty much every single point he made yeah review yeah um there's a lot of great stuff like you said having elfman's batman music and williams superman music is really Mm -hmm. really cool every time you go fly as superman uh the music starts playing and it just like kind of adds that little bit of edge which is nice um the voice casting again clancy brown fantastic in there Rob Paulson, I think, uh, kind of jumped out for me. If for people that yep. are, really follow voice actors, Rob Paulson has a uh, pinky and everything doing the Riddler in this very clearly. Yeah, yep. uh, hysterical voice, good choice for that. So yeah. that was good. Um, I am a little further into the game than you are. I think I've completed <laughs> the story mode and I've mm-hmm. been collecting stuff like crazy to the point where I think I'm like eighty percent done. Damn. So, yeah, I have over 200 gold bricks and all the vehicles. I have all except for (laughs) one character. Uh, So I have all the red bricks. So, yeah, I've been kind of cranking. That's the only thing I've been playing. I got Max Payne 3 (laughs) waiting for me. But for some reason, I'm feeling compelled with Lego Batman 2 to collect everything. And unlike a lot of games where there are collectibles, the Lego ones are so much fun. Yeah, you feel going back and replaying the missions with other characters is not like a chore. It's right. actually like, it's just fun to break shit up and gather, you know, stuff. And yeah. yeah. Out of what you've unlocked so far, who's your uh, favorite character to use or maybe your favorite suit or whatever? Uh, ooh, good question. Um, I haven't unlocked any of the superheroes besides Robin, Batman, and Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, I have to say Superman is pretty much it, – it's a little clunky with the flying, but it's pretty fun to just use his heat vision and his breath and mm-hmm. the fact that he's invincible. And it, Yeah, that's kind of cool that they really didn't sacrifice or like weaken people for the sake yeah, of it. Yeah, like Superman can pretty much do anything except you – 
run up against Trump tonight. But right, right. Um, but yeah, um, I, I think a lot of the the, the, the suits are pretty fun. Uh, I'm trying to think of. I like I like Robin's uh, freeze one. That he kind of looks like he's dressed like Captain Cold, but <laughs> he's uh, he's running around with the freeze gun. Yep. Mister Freeze is a gun, kind of, and it's pretty hilarious. Yeah, I totally dig the uh, the acrobat suit for Robin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you can, yeah, that's pretty cool. It's too. got awesome it's, stuff. Like it, it even feels cool for some reason throwing the pole into the wall socket. I don't know yeah. why that feels cool, but it does. And then you can jump into the giant ball and run around into the yep, uh, climbing up stuff, swinging yep. from pole to pole. Like, and actually, out of all the the alternate heroes, like everyone, every character you get in the game, you can kind of use interchangeably with one of the Batman or Robin suits. Like, they all replicate some sort of power that one of those provides. Oh, gotcha. So then later on, you can kind of shift around characters instead of looking for specific suits all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing I have not found a substitute for so far is the uh, the ball that the acrobat suit creates. Huh. Nobody else does that. So that's the one thing where when you're looking for the gold bricks around Gotham, they have all those like little... And have you really done a lot of gold brick hunting yet? Or uh, I've done a little bit, a little bit. Okay. Um, so yeah, I know what you mean. You have to... You have to kind of hunt and if there's yeah if they have the giant thing for the ball the square right right thing there's no other way to do that you actually have to go through the whole kind of path that they've created with robin so that you actually have the ball at the end because there really is no way to get up there otherwise um even though the game is amazing (laughs) and it really is there are several things that irk me about it uh first of which the flying mechanics in gotham are super super sensitive yeah they are and I don't understand why they decided to do them the way that they did. And a lot of the things they don't even tell you. Like, the, I don't know if I haven't looked through the manual that much, but I believe mm-hmm. uh, Boyd's review said that they don't state what a lot of the icons are for or what they a lot do, of the no, controls nothing are. In the manual, no. Just yesterday, I realized that you can fly supersonic. What? If you're flying around Gotham, if you double yeah. tap X, you go yeah. into like a supersonic speed where you're flying a lot faster. Oh, okay. Yeah, when you hold down X, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you hold yeah. it down. I like you double just hold tap. It down. Oh, okay. Interesting. I still haven't figured out what half those like icons are though on like the navigational map where it's got like a tornado one, and then there's like a little person one, and like I'm like I don't even know what half of these are supposed to be, and they don't give you any clues in what they are. So. I think they're supposed to represent individual buildings because I noticed the LexCorp one had like the three green dots. So I don't know. I think they're just supposed to be landmark representations, but they kind of clutter up the the yeah. navigation area, and I don't yeah. I don't need all that. No, but um, having a mini map would have been nice. Um, actually, in uh, going back to the the flying mechanics and the the run mechanics in Gotham, I found that even though like it's nice to have the open world, that's where all the problems are happening, and probably because that's new for them, they're yeah. still working that out. But I don't yeah. know why they thought the flying mechanics would be okay the way that they are. <laughs> I would have much rather seen like an Assassin's Creed uh, type implemented thing where you're always walking or using the mm-hmm. normal flying mechanics, and then maybe you hold a trigger to to almost activate like the run button yeah. or the the supersonic button or something instead. Because even when you're running around and like doing those little gold brick journeys, if mm. you hold a direction for so long, you start to run. Yep. And that can be a problem when you're up on like the rooftop of a building and you're on yeah. something narrow. And even if you're on the ground, I mean, it plows through people and things. And yeah, um, I, I still couldn't figure out how to actually um, collect uh, or unlock the uh, the henchmen. I kept like just 
punching them and punching them. And finally, for some reason, one of them like stopped and was like, hit the circle button to purchase. But yeah. for some reason, I can't get it for any of the other henchmen. So I don't even know what I'm, how I'm just unlock them. <laughs> You're, I guess uh, the henchmen generally come out in like groups of six to eight, like in yeah. little small waves. And once you go through all those waves, the last one oh, will be. Oh, gotcha. All unlockable. right. I was just trying to get them individually. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Right. So they're definitely like that. Um, yeah. But uh, what else am I thinking? The uh, the load issues. There are definitely some loading issues out in the open yeah. world Gotham too. Should um, not happen. Vehicles, villains, citizens in peril. Sometimes you'll get to the spot where they're supposed to be, and there's nothing there, and you literally just have to keep spinning the camera around until it like <laughs> loads behind you, and then all of a sudden it is there, and that that shouldn't be happening. Yeah, I also had a glitch. Um, uh, not when I played it myself, but I wrote over a friend's house to play um, with uh, a second player, and we played the first level. And um, right after you beat Harley Quinn, there's that that um, drop where you're supposed to drop through. Yep. Um, and for whatever reason, it wouldn't let us drop down. It would just it would just throw it would throw us back up. Interesting. And it took us 20 minutes, and we were just like, "Fuck it!" So we just reset it, and then it, it was just a glitch, and then it worked the second time. I don't know. So there's like little mini glitches sometimes too. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, there are. I've had one level completely lock up on me entirely, but it's only happened once. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the same thing with me. It was this one, but yeah. So there are obviously um, some issues there, but yeah, overall, I mean, it, it's it's still really fun. It's if you're a fan of DC superheroes, definitely you should play it. So. Yeah, and uh, you're playing on PS3, right? Yes. Okay. I don't know if I don't think the Xbox has the autosave like the PS3 does. I, for some really? reason, I was running into things online with people saying that like every time you hmm. get a villain unlocked or a hero or a gold brick or something, it will autosave on the PS3. The yep. only thing that's strange, it's kind of obnoxious that when you get a gold brick, uh, when the autosave is going on, your gameplay stops. Yeah, you have to wait, and that's really yeah. obnoxious. But when you unlock a hero, it doesn't. It just <laughs> autosaves, and you can still continue playing. So I don't understand why yeah. one had to and the other didn't, and I don't know. <laughs> weird but overall yeah it's it's a great game and like boyd said it's probably around an eight out of ten um yeah. and it is the best time we've seen superman in a video game ever <laughs> which is which is pretty sad but uh yeah <laughs> i think prior to this um actually there's he, he's been in some other ones but a, a superhero centric game or a superman centric game i i enjoyed the uh super nintendo death and return of superman oh yeah that was yeah see, okay wow you've Good callback. Yeah, nice. that was good. Uh, Superman 64 was probably the worst game ever made. And um, Superman Returns is probably one of the third or fourth ga- worst games ever made. Now, wow. <laughs> they're just bad. Yeah. <laughs> I never played either of those, so I guess Don't I'm Don't ever, ever, ever. <laughs> yeah. Stay All far right. away. Uh, what other geek outs do you have? Uh, um, shit, what was my second one? Um, uh, I, well, this is just a little a shout out. I don't know if anyone knows of the band, but uh, last night I went to see Motion City Soundtrack. They're a indie pop. I'd say they're a pop punk band, and mm-hmm. uh, saw them in Cambridge at the Middle East, and it was pretty awesome. Um, they've been around for about ten years, and they put on great shows. And it's it's a nice like intimate concert because you can get really close, and it's not they're not a huge band, so there's not. I mean, there's probably about like. I don't know, three or four hundred people there, but not like in a, in a small in a basement. It was super hot, but yep. uh, it was uh, really fun and uh, it was really, 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 really cool to see them live because we've seen them. I've seen them live. It's probably like my fifth or sixth time, but mm-hmm. uh, they're they're awesome and they put on a great show. So. It is always nicer to see a band in a smaller. Yeah. more intimate venue like i'm going to see uh, uh our lady peace is my favorite band ever yeah you probably know that um and i'm seeing them later this month at the paradise in boston i saw them there yeah. last year too and it's it's such a small place that no matter yeah. where you are they're like right in front exactly. of you and it's just so cool 
Yeah. And even though you want them to have like bigger and greater success so so that they're doing well. I mean, the nice thing about Our Lady Peace is they're huge in Canada. So when they come to the U.S., they have uh, smaller shows and they have all the really big ones in a place that I can't get to anyway. So (laughs) I kind of get the best of both worlds. They're being taken care of and I still get the more intimate shows around here. (laughs) Exactly. That's cool. Any other geek outs? Um, I think that's it. Okay. Uh, I have two others aside from Lego Batman 2, which we already talked about. The first of which is a podcast I just started listening to. Now, I love Kevin Smith. Uh, I haven't. I, I love his movies, obviously. His movies are fantastic. I haven't seen all of them, but uh, most of them are great. I don't listen to a lot of stuff on the Smodcast Network. I don't know why. I think I was originally turned off to the maybe four or five minutes of commercials he likes to put before yep. shows. Yeah. And, and granted, that's not really that big a deal when it's a podcast. People are always like, can't put out, blah, 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 selling out. You have a fast forward button. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's not like you have to wait and sit through them. So it's really not that big a deal. But he launched one a few weeks ago called Fat Man on Batman. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. And it is absolutely phenomenal now i share i share an interest and obsession in batman with kevin smith um he's obsessed to the point for people that don't know to the point where his daughter's name is harley (laughs) named after harley quinn and they make no no uh and they actually he actually explains how that process came to be when he's talking to paul denis who basically created the character and uh in the animated series and brought her in then she was incorporated in the comics and everything but the uh, first few episodes, there's four out right now, and he is doing it weekly. They're all about an hour and a half long. Uh, wow. The the first one was with Paul Denis, who uh, wrote pretty much all of Batman the Animated Series. And he seems to be focusing on the Animated Series first because, like most Batman fans, he knows that is the best representation of the character ever. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just wildly entertaining. And for people who go, oh, it's a cartoon, well, guess what? It's like <laughs> it's It's that straddling the line of kids are going to be entertained by it, but it's really yeah. geared towards adults. Um, so Paul Denis is the first one. Then he does a two-parter with Mark Hamill, which is absolutely amazing. Uh, you never would have thought that Mark Hamill put so much thought and work into the voices and characters that he creates. Yeah. But it really gives a fantastic insight into that. And then the uh, the newest episode is with Tara Strong, who's huge in the voice Ooh. acting community. Uh, she does Bubbles on Powerpuff Girls. She does one of the My Little Ponies. Uh, and like, she's hot. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and she's hot. And she voiced Batgirl in the animated yep. series. And to hear her shift between all her characters' voices and stuff <laughs> as she's talking to Kevin and just hearing his excitement and amazement. And actually, when he's talking to Mark Hamill, it's the same thing. Like, you'll hear Mark drop into the Joker voice every now and then. And he actually <laughs> talks about the fact that we had talked about at one point he retired from doing the voice and yep. then came back and everything. And that was a little uh, misinterpreted by the media, including us. We reported on the stories that were out there. He never really planned on retiring from the voice. He was just like, I'm going to give it a rest for now. If something great comes yeah. along, I'll do it again. But I'm I'm not going to like go out seeking it all the time and give other people a shot. So yeah. uh, Fat Man on Batman on the Smodcast Network. Check it out. It is That's unbelievable. A, I, it is I really, will be really checking good. it out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely do. Uh, the last thing I'm geeking out on is I finally started watching Fringe. Oh, wow. Really? I did. I am up to episode seven right now. 
nobody told me that this was created by the team of J.J. Abrams, Bob Orsi, and Alex Kurtzman, or else I would have been into it way sooner. And I believe someone told me, maybe you, Brian, at some point, that it takes place in Massachusetts, but for some reason I'd forgotten about that. Um, I am. I'm, I'm roughly seven episodes in right now, and I'm really, really liking it. And just like Lost, I'm getting on board right before the final season. I'm just <laughs> that tends to be my pattern. But I had the time this summer, so I figured, why not? Uh, now's going to be the time, really. Yeah. All right, let's move into freakouts. Oh, freakout! Be right. Um, the fact that a movie called Magic Mike made uh, nineteen million dollars on Friday. Whoa! <laughs> really? That much? Yeah. Wow. Uh, highest rated. I mean, highest grossing single day for any Channing Tatum movie. Even more than 21 Jump Street and wow. G.I. Joe and everything else. Makes me sad about our society. Sex sells. <laughs> yes, but it's the wrong kind of sex. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm disheartened by that, but uh, what can you do? <laughs> now I want to go back and see how much Showgirls made on its opening. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's got to work both ways, right? I don't think so. I think Showgirls, because Showgirls was rated NC-17. So I think that, true. That, that, got may have, that may have hurt them i'd probably i'm they probably made like 20 million like total gross yeah <laughs> but oh man but yeah that was disheartening to read and i don't even know what the weekend gross is god knows what that will be but um <laughs> yeah um what else uh there was one other freak out and i completely am blanking on it so i guess that's it <laughs> okay uh well if you <laughs> just jump if think in if it, you I'll remember <laughs> Uh, my first freak out is that while not officially canceled, it looks like we're going to be losing the rebooted Thundercats animated series. Yes, yes, exactly. Which is yeah. very, very disappointing. It was missing from Cartoon Network's 2012-2013 season plans. There hasn't been an official announcement yet. But uh, for for my sake, I think the, or at least in my opinion, the Thundercats reboot is far better than the original series was. Yeah, I agree, but I, th- I think here's the problem, and I'm going to go on in my soapbox. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, one, the toy line, which they expected to be successful, completely petered out after, like, a month. Um, the show itself, while having good ratings, I don't know, putting it on Friday nights at 8.30 mm-hmm. was a good idea for a cartoon. Yes, it was more adult-oriented. The problem was there wasn't enough kids watching it, and the kids have no idea what the Thundercats are because it was a 1980s property that we grew up with. So I think there was just a lot of... It's kind of like when they did the He-Man reboot in Mm -hmm. 2002 or 3 or 4, and um, it lasted for two seasons, but it couldn't sustain anything past that because it's, again, trying to show a new generation, a show that people just don't get because... For some reason, it doesn't translate well into. But yet, with Thundercats, I thought they did a really good job on updating it and making it more, you know, like a, you know, almost like a Lord of the Rings type, you know, journey and right. and you know, tying in more with like the kings and stuff. But uh, again, I just think it was it, they didn't have that right balance. I don't. I'm not saying I want it to be more kidified, but I don't think the kids. There was no kid, you know. And I think that's why it it failed. I yeah, think. there were some episodes here and there where they did kind of touch on the uh, the older thing where they did like the weekly moral of the story type thing. Um, yeah. But overall, it was definitely geared towards fans of the original. And for for anyone who thinks the original was better, if you try watching that again, it's oh, it's pretty horrible. It is. It, it's just like. Every episode, Mamura comes up with some stupid plan to disguise himself as like a Thundercat yeah. they don't notice or <laughs> sending some like 
random drilling guy through like a wall to try to like, like kidnap Panthro. I don't know. I'm just trying random episodes. It's just they don't make any sense and they're just kind of like they there's no continuity between them. It's just but that's how eighties cartoons were. Right, I mean there right. really wasn't so but yeah, it's it's they're it's pretty brutal if you go back and watch oh, it. Oh yeah. Um, it's not not all hope is lost. There is a Save Thundercats Tumblr up there, which has been set up by model Marisha Ray. Uh, she's the girlfriend of the person who voices Tigress, and he's obviously a very lucky guy if you see the site. <laughs> um, if you go to savethundercats.tumblr.com, you can sign a petition there to try and get the show saved, as well as see pictures of some uh, uh, some hot chicks cosplayers dressed up as the Thundercats characters, including uh, Marisha and... Chris Hardwick's girlfriend, Chloe Dykstra. Oh, nice. Yeah. So they're all up there. Um, my second freak out is these Twitter network digest emails that they started sending out as if people don't check their Twitters and we now need it summed up in an email every week. Have you been getting any of these? Yeah. And at first I was like, what is this? And then I clicked on it. And I'm like, why? What? Like, I don't get it. I don't know. Uh, I, I wasn't asking for these. Um, and and now even the, the new follower emails, they're not saying so-and-so is now following you. They now say you have a new follower, so you have to open it and figure <laughs> yep. out who that is. And it's just a lot of obnoxious email stuff that Twitter seems to be getting uh, into now. And that's not what we're looking for as Twitter users. We're just looking. We're already using it. I don't know if they're noticing some dip in Twitter usage, but people are already <laughs> using it and they're using it for what the service is. And we don't need... All this extra little garbage thrown in there. True. Uh, my last freak out is kind of a big one. I really hadn't talked about it on the show in a while because I wasn't uh, <laughs> I wasn't done yet. But I am unemployed again, which is disappointing. Uh, yeah, it's the economy, man. That's just yeah. what it is. Uh, people know that I've said a few times that I'm a teacher, even though I don't really talk about where I work or where I'm going to work in the mm-hmm. future. But um, I. I just fell victim to the economy once more. My job was something that was kind of on the outskirts of what was required, and they're not looking to have anything extra at the moment, so my position was cut. And even worse than that, I lost my coaching job. So yeah. I am not, I'm not coaching a track team anymore, which is very, very disappointing. That's way more upsetting to me than losing my teaching job was just because I, I've been building this team over the last couple of years and seeing people come up who are going to be very uh, talented and yeah. have a lot of success in the future. And I was looking forward and being excited to be a part of that. But now I guess there is a little bit of a silver lining like there always is for everything. For one, I already have a job interview scheduled for a couple of weeks from now, which is good. Nice. Um, so I don't think it'll be difficult to get another job. But I'm on the fence about something right now because uh, I've had the temptation over the last year or two since really getting this site going and getting everything going to make a big change and see how things could work elsewhere for me if I were to ingrain myself more in the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. And for me, that would involve going out to L.A. Oh, wow. So there is um, right now that I have absolutely no ties whatsoever. I have a decent cushion of money built up. There is a temptation for me to uh, pack up everything and just go out to L.A. and just go, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot for a year. Like even if Mm -hmm. I have to sign a year lease somewhere, no matter how bad it is, I can tolerate a year. Mm -hmm. I'm not a city person. I know this. I I don't (laughs) like extreme heat. I don't respond well to it. Uh, So L.A. is not the, the prime location for me to be living. But even if a year of networking allows me greater opportunities in the future, 
And mm-hmm. and just going into a situation where I feel like there's more of a culture that I'm going to be a part of. Like around here, it's find a, a spouse, get married, have kids, settle down. And as time goes on, I'm not sure all that stuff is really for me. And mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking I'm going to find more like-minded people out in another spot. So... I'm still very much on the fence about it. It's a big thing to think about, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, fortunately, I mean, it's if you it's you're you know you're only young once, and you know yeah, this it, is kind of the time to do it. I mean, I'm 31 yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, if I'm gonna put roots down somewhere, it's gonna be soon. I would think yeah. within the next. I mean, before I'm 40, I would hope I'm kind of <laughs> rooted somewhere. But I feel like this might be my last opportunity. If I don't do it, there might be regrets. And yet at the same time, there's that gamble of, well, uh, am I going to find work out there? Am I going to have health insurance and blah, 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 like all that other stuff. So I don't know. It's it's uh, it's kind of I'm in a weird place right now and I'm trying to sort it all out. You're in flux. I am very much so. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's kind of exciting at the same time as much as it is scary. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's strange. I don't think like the show is going to get hurt too much. I mean, the unfortunate thing, obviously, is that uh, Volpe is normally in studio and that wouldn't really be an option. Uh, yeah. Fortunately, we're always over the Skype. We might actually have to start doing like multiple people, like multiple voices over the Skype to make things work. Well, yeah, as I was going to say, I mean, that's the only issue. And I mean, I, I know you're not a fan of that, but... It, I me doing other podcasts with we have like six people on all different coasts and states. It's pretty much the only way it works, and you kind of just have to kind of go with it. And it does, you know, th- you know, the audio quality does suffer a little bit, but you kind of have to to make things work and to get the people you want together. You kind of have to do it sometimes. But yeah, but I totally understand what you're saying too, though. So I'm thinking yeah. it might give us better access to some of the the people that we want to talk to too. Well, that's the thing, also too. I mean, a lot of people are not going to be able to, you know, be in studio. So I mean, yeah, exactly. You kind of have to, you know, if you want someone on, they're most likely going to use, you know, the times we have had big guests on, you know, they've most, what I think pretty much every time with the exception of a couple, they've been on Skype. So, and they're almost always out on the West coast. Exactly. So So that might be, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things that I'm like, ah, it's, it's really, it's really weird. And one of the biggest things holding me back right now is the fact that my niece and nephew are, like around they're they're just over two years old and I don't want to miss like a year yeah. of them and everything. And yeah. so I don't know, but I'm, I'm still part of me is a big part of me is just like, now's the time. Like mm-hmm. if there were ever a time, now's the time. Yeah. And then I can always come back and find another team. It's, it's a year. Yeah, exactly. And it's like you said, you don't really have, I mean, you know, you have friends and ties, but you don't have anything like, you know, if you had like a girlfriend or something that was keeping you here, someone right. that you felt needed, you know, you, Specifically, I mean, so you don't really have anything that's, you know, nobody so, yeah. needs me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but no, hey, no, I, no I, I hear that. I mean, it's something to think about. It's, it's a big decision. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to give that some more thought and I will report maybe weekly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes, we'll have an, up- an update. And week. a year from now when I make my decision, it'll be way too late. <laughs> um, so uh, did you maybe think of your other? Or? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I did not even further. <laughs> I just want to take a guess. Um, all right. We're going to go into a break now, but we're going to go into the break with another obscure movie review from the superfan Chris Tong. So enjoy. And we'll be right back. This is Obscure Movie Reviews with your host, Chris Tong. This week, I watched Cypher. It was released in 2002, is rated R, 
and has a running time of 95 minutes, starring Jeremy Northam and Lucy Liu. An unsuspecting, disenchanted man finds himself working as a spy in a dangerous, high-stakes world of corporate espionage. Quickly getting way over his head, he teams up with a mysterious woman. For a majority of this film, the main character, Morgan Sullivan, seems very awkward and constantly confused and out of place. This movie is visually beautiful. One of Morgan's missions is to my hometown of Wichita, Kansas. Just a neat little fact. Although the movie may start out a little slow, keep watching. You will not regret it. The ending is definitely not what I had expected. This is one of those movies that I would be more than happy to watch again with some friends. I give this movie a 6 out of 10. Hey Amazon users, if you'd like to help support the show, please go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon, which will bring you right to the Amazon homepage. If you make a purchase after using this link, you've helped the show by earning us a commission, and it won't cost you any extra money. Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping. That's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Hello, Taryn Southern here, and you're listening to The Geek Generation. We are back, and uh, we're going to talk about some news stuff and everything and get into the listener mailbag. Before we do that, some quick release dates. I know you guys are all very excited to hear these. Uh, July 3rd on Blu-ray and video games. There's absolutely nothing worth mentioning. <laughs> I don't, this, yes, this has never yes, happened is. before. Is there? Yes, on DVD we have the final first ever release on DVD of No Holes Barred starring Hulk Hogan and Zeus. Oh my god. And it's digitally remastered, and it is probably one of the worst movies of all time, but it's only its retail price is nine ninety nine. So if you're bored and want to watch a really terrible movie, you probably can't go wrong because I haven't seen the movie since I was ten years old. Well you said so, D V D, right? Yes. No oh, okay. Blu-ray. That's why I didn't see anything. Yeah. Not that I would have mentioned it. <laughs> hey, man, I'm just trying to let people out there know. You're right. Some shit. people could be very excited about that. The Probably wrestling not, community. <laughs> there is a wrestling community out here that could be excited. Actually, you know what? And I missed this from my geek outs, and I'm, I'm a little remiss in saying this, and I probably should mention it. We were talking about this a little earlier this week. A friend of mine that I came up training yeah. with in the independent business got picked up by TNA uh, this yeah. week, actually. So. Yeah. Big shout-out and congrats to Taylor Hendricks. Um, we did used to train together uh, wrestling, um, hung out socially a few times and everything. She's an, she's a really, really sweet girl, and she deserves the success that she's getting right now. She's worked really, really hard. Uh, she even had... Apparently, people are giving her shit about like saying she's lying about her cancer, the fact that she was diagnosed with cancer and everything, and and she was. That's all true. It's very, very true. So don't be hating on things that you don't understand or don't know anything about. Not that anyone even knows what I'm talking about right now, but and I'm losing my train of thought. But either way, uh, no, they 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 mentioned it on t- they mentioned it on the on the air, but I don't even know if they even said. I just is. I'm not trying to. Uh, I don't know if it was one of the. I don't know if it was Taz or if it was the other announcer on TNA that I can't think of. But I don't, I don't know if they called it a misdiagnosis or something. And I was just like, what? Like it didn't make any sense. With it could have been. I don't know. But either way, the yeah. like she she never got into it that much uh, yeah. in her personal life. It was something she yeah. was kind of dealing with on her own. But yeah. uh, she did. Whether it was a misdiagnosis or not, if you have the thought that you have it. 
that's that. a life changing event right there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's enough for anyone and should be enough for anyone. And uh, huge congrats to her. I couldn't be happier. Again, really sweet girl. And she's worked very hard for where she is. So just huge props. Uh, new releases on July 10th on Blu-ray. American Reunion, which uh, I still want to get Ali Goburn on the show. <laughs> she's she is super super cute in that movie. It's unbelievable. She really is. Um, <laughs> you me, now you remind me. <laughs> uh, Blade Two, which is probably the worst of the Blade movies in my opinion, is that on Blu-ray? If anyone wants that. And uh, speaking of superhero movies that went awry, Spawn, the director's cut, is also what? out on Blu-ray. Oh God. No, so, God, that movie was terrible. Enjoy that. <laughs> I saw it in the theater, though, and I loved it when I was 16, so I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, I did, too. Even going back, like, there's still some great things about it. John Leguizamo as the Violator was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but overall, yeah, a lot of missteps in that movie, unfortunately. Yeah. The cape still looks cool. Even, <laughs> like, for the time, the cape still looks cool. Not going <laughs> to lie. Uh, there are no video games really worth mentioning on that no. date, but we are now going to jump into the listener mailbag. Javale! Javale is here! Ooh. We haven't gotten a voicemail in a while, but we have one today. And it's pretty nice. much we have uh, the only thing we have sitting in the mailbag. So let's hear from Matt in Lemonster. Hey, what's up, Geek Generation? This is Matt from Lemonster. Sorry, Rob. I've been meaning to maybe send an email, you know, do a little response to the show. It's been a while, but I figured I'd call because I'm on the road. Anyway, I forgot which podcast I heard something on, but I heard a rumor that next season, the Doctor might be a woman. Okay, I guess she was a woman back years and years ago, and I heard she's going to do a woman this next season. I have no idea. I, I forgot where I heard it. I'll try to find it, but let's see if you can look up something on that. Anyway, love the show. Keep it going. Have a good day. Okay, so a couple things. Uh, his big thing was that he heard the Doctor, Doctor Who, could potentially be a female next season. Now, I did look into it like he asked to do. Um, it, there was a couple sites, or there are a couple sites that are reporting that there's a character or an actress from Sherlock that might be the next regeneration of the Doctor. Uh, all of this originally, though, started with an April Fool's prank on one particular site that said... Jenna Louise Coleman, the person who we've been saying is going to be the new companion, is actually going to be the next Doctor. And it, yeah. uh, the source was at the bottom. It said uh, source IMDb. And if you clicked on it, it went to the movie April Fool's. So I don't know why people picked up on that and ran with it. So it was originally an April Fool's joke. But then it did the next day started getting all these other rumors uh, going on about it. But the source of this is the same one that said. Benedict Cumberbatch is definitely going to be the master, and there's been no confirmation of that. Yeah, and uh, I think it's really all just rumor. Um, yeah, I you know I don't watch the show, but I do keep up with the sites that follow it and stuff, the news, and I think it's pretty much all just speculation. There's nothing, you know, cr there's nothing physical or concrete or anything even close to that about any sort of such thing. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see a female doctor. Yeah, don't get yeah. me wrong, but um, I. I I don't think uh, that that's something that's in the consciousness right now, something that's set in stone. But also uh, the fact he said that there's been a female doctor before. That's kind of incorrect. There has been doctors portrayed by female actresses, but not in the actual Doctor Who continuity. 
every version has been either something fan made or uh, there was one significant instance of a female playing the doctor. But that was actually a parody that aired on BBC. And it's not an actual doctor who we consider to be one of the uh, ones, uh, one of the 11 that are really the doctors. So there was no prior female doctor either, just to clear that up for people who are uh, maybe a bit confused. <laughs> um, so thanks for that. We always love the voicemails, Matt. Again, you can send those into five. Uh, what is it? I don't even remember the number anymore. 508-316-9787 is the number to send your calls into, and uh, we'll play those on the show. Um, all right. We have some stuff to talk about. Some of it's news related. Some of it's just discussion. The first of which is something I've also been thinking about for a while. It's not really in the geek realm, but it's something show specific. I think I need a stage name. I know uh, <laughs> <laughs> there are there are people who often change their name from one thing to another. And unless you know their real name, it's never really a thing like uh, our friend Taryn Southern. That is not her real name. But, I figure as much. <laughs> yeah, but that is her celeb name. Uh, most celebrities, not most, there are a large amount of celebrities that yeah. change their names or tweak their names in one way or another. And it's yep. often simply because their last name is something that is difficult to pronounce. Now, we know mine is difficult to pronounce. I've said before, <laughs> even though I don't really say my last name a lot, if you look at it, there are many, many ways you could interpret it and I say it. I don't even it. know how to say now, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it is one of my big pet peeves when people pronounce my last name wrong. So I'm thinking uh, not only to change that for easier purposes, but also, uh, and, and this is a weird thing when I'm like 80-something or 90 now episodes into a show and I'm changing my name. Uh, I'm not going to get rid of Rob. Rob's there. I mean, it's that's what people know me as. That's what you guys have been hearing me as. But I never really used my last name on the show. Yeah. And one of the reasons is because of what my job is. So as I am venturing out into other things, and I do want to uh, develop a name doing other things, like one of my big goals this summer is to get up and finally start doing open mics and do some stand-up comedy. And I want to keep my online and uh, entertainment self separate from my other job. So I think having a stage name is really going to be good in that way. Now, I have a couple ideas, and maybe you can uh, let me know if you like any of these or you hate them or whatever. Uh, but um, the, the, the way that I'm thinking is you want a name that flows well. It's going to be easily pronounced, and it flows fairly easy. So since I am going to be using Rob, to use another single syllable word is probably not the best thing. You want it to have kind of a rhythm that sounds nice. So uh, the two that I had in mind is Rob Logan or mm. Rob Xavier. And then I could go by Rob X. <laughs> and I could be totally out of the 90s and skateboard and do extreme sports. And um, um, But I'm, I'm actually leaning towards Rob Logan. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't like the, the yeah. Yeah, yeah, if I had to pick one, I would pick that one. It's funny. I actually used to use the name Logan, and I know a lot of people are going to go use Wayne, obviously, because Bruce <laughs> Wayne. But again, it's it's it doesn't flow as well. It's not yeah. the it's two single syllable names. Um, Logan is a, a, the first name that I've always liked a lot. Uh, that I would want to name a son if I had one, um, and. I uh, used to use it in college as uh, a name. We'd go to parties and sometimes we'd just just for our own entertainment, we would introduce ourselves to people as other names entirely. Yep. And there were there were a certain group of people in college who really thought my name was Logan the entire time just because <laughs> that was the thing. So I'm I'm have a feeling that's I'm going to be uh, using my stage name of Rob Logan from now on and uh, the comedy aspect and everything and on the show and. 
Uh, yeah, that's it's weird, but <laughs> watch out for the uh, the bone claws coming through your skin. Yeah, I know, right? The adamantium skeleton and the feral, you know, sense of smell. And <laughs> the funny that. thing about it is, it, it the the name and my liking of it has nothing to do with oh, Wolverine. No, I, know. I, just, I was just making the yeah, obvious yeah. joke. <laughs> and I know that's probably where people's minds are going to go, especially on this show. It's just it's totally unconnected, and yet it's it works. I like it. <laughs> I have nothing wrong with the connection at all. It's great. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I might I might start using a uh, a stage name. If people have other suggestions for a last name, I should start using that. That's I'm welcome. I'm open. Uh, keeping it two syllables, I think, is good, but at least some sort of rhythm to it. So if people want to suggest things, I'm sure I'm going to get like Rob Dipshit, Rob Douchebag, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> all the, they're all be sent in, I'm sure. Uh, so that's just something that's been on my mind. Uh, aside from that, we do have some other news stuff to go over. For one, the Avengers continues to be amazing and has passed the 600 million domestic mark. Unbelievable. That movie is like a thing unseen i i i i don't know what to say anymore (laughs) yeah it is in the 1.4 billion range as far as uh worldwide goes so that's pretty crazy something i posted on the site yesterday and brian and i discussed a little bit before the show apparently sex sells because uh not only is magic mike doing great and actually well no we before the show we talked about it in the geek outs and freak outs but the uh i posted an article as almost like a, a litmus test online to see if if sex really does sell <laughs> and even though there were no pictures or anything the little article i put up about olivia munn showing her boobs in magic mike got huge attention <laughs> from the online community so that's always funny to see and it is true for people that are wondering olivia munn's it's boobs true. are it's magic true. I, did mike. The, I did the research yes <laughs> there are apparently just, some just pretty... for the show of course obviously. oh of course of course we appreciate your uh <laughs> your sacrifices that you make exactly here. There's some talk about a Marvel movie that might be announced at San Diego Comic-Con. There was a date set for 2014, I think uh, March 16th, maybe, as the release date of whatever this movie is going to be. Uh, There are several rumors, one of which is it will be a a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And another rumor saying it's going to be Black Panther and maybe something else, even not even one of those. Any thoughts there? um, This last week, it's been pretty much... I don't want to say confirmed because it hasn't been confirmed, but it's been very, uh, you know, it's like 85%, you know, sure that it's going to be Guardians of the Galaxy 1 because they went through the the uh, process of copywriting the name and for all sorts of merchandise and stuff of Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, also at San Diego, they're going to be putting, um, this is a little rumor, spoiler type thing, they're going to be putting Brian Michael Bendis, who's their biggest writer, on a new launch of Guardians of the Galaxy, mm. a new book. And um, the rumor is that, uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be Guardians of the Galaxy, and they're going to be using Thanos in it, and it's going to flow right into Avengers Oh, interesting. 2. Okay. So that's, uh, I'm not saying it's 100%, but if I had to make bets, it's pretty, pretty close to being confirmed. Interesting. So. I hadn't heard the Thanos thing, but that totally makes yeah. sense. It's a way to introduce. It's almost like they're doing a, a Thanos movie under the guise yeah. of Guardians of the Galaxy. Pretty kinda... much. And then I assume he either escapes to Earth or they have to have the event, you know, whatever, if, if he's in fact going to be in Avengers 2. But, you know sure, what I mean? Sure, sure. But it's going to be interesting because it's a hard sell because they're very, it's an obscure team i mean even people that read comics don't know who the guardians of the galaxy well, yeah are i mean rocket most- raccoons on that team right yeah <laughs> so yeah i mean that alone weird yeah 
<laughs> Although, if they managed to make this movie successful and DC couldn't manage to make Green Lantern successful, I will laugh hysterically. I know, right? <laughs> you had a, a gun-toting raccoon from space to just fine. <laughs> but Green Lantern, you couldn't handle. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you Rocket Raccoon would be big with the kid market, though. Oh, probably. No, no doubt. doubt. No doubt. Uh, the Smallville Season 11 series is going on right now, yes? Yes. Okay. Really, really good. Uh, they are like we wanted for years for them to do on the show Smallville, but they couldn't because of red tape and everything. They are bringing Batman into the Smallville universe in the season 11 digital series. Uh, There are a couple tweaks here from the norm. For one, Batman's costume, this weird armor stuff, looks pretty damn terrible. Yeah. I don't know if they're trying to make it uh, like he's more real, trying to make it like a different... They're not just like, hey, look, it's Batman. But uh, I mean, they haven't shown anything but the cover yet, so I'm gonna mm-hmm. give it give it time. But yeah, I'm not a fan of it either, really much. Yeah, the mask especially looks really strange with like the yeah. double tiered. I don't know, it's yeah. weird. But the other big twist, and actually this one I'm kind of cool with. It's very interesting. Is that uh, Robin will not be his sidekick. It will be Nightwing, and it won't be Dick Grayson. It'll actually be former Robin and former or current spoiler. I can't even keep track anymore. And former Batgirl. And former Batgirl, Stephanie Brown, and will be under she the does mask. Not, yeah, a character that no longer exists in the DC universe because they wiped her out in the True. New 52. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't keep track of anything anymore. So uh, it's interesting. It's almost like they threw the fans a bone by saying, hey, look, she'll be in the Smallville universe. But, hey, and it's sad because the Smallville universe in comics is better than the, it's like they've got. It's, it feels like a Superman comic, which the right, 52 right. Superman comics don't feel like one, you know, and it'll be, it's like, oh, so now we're going to give you, you know, Stephanie Brown back. So it's kind of, it's kind of weird. They're sort of like, it's, 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 the it's very bizarre. The important thing is that in the Smallville universe, uh, Clark still has the red trunks. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, that's all that matters. Then. <laughs> exactly. Like, and he looks and acts like Superman. It's not a symbiotic suit that goes over him. He doesn't get rid of the Clark Kent identity. Wait, it's a symbiotic suit in the new 52? You didn't know that? Yeah. It's oh, my God. It's Kryptonian technology. So when he goes into change to Superman, all he does is rip open his shirt, and the entire suit comes on him kind of like Venom. And uh, and basically, they in one, I, got, I haven't read it yet, but in one of the very recent issues, he's decided to get rid of the Clark Kent identity, and they're going to be giving him a new uh, alter ego that because the Clark Kent identity doesn't work anymore. So the yeah. more I hear about the new Fifty Two Superman, <laughs> the more I freaking hate it. Oh <laughs> the only good God. thing to come out of it is the Batman books for the most part. Yeah, which I'll be getting into hopefully very soon. Well, actually, February yeah. I think Court of the Owls comes out or Night yeah. of the Owls or whatever. Yeah. I'll check it out. Um, but for people that want to check out this Smallville stuff with Batman, that arrives digitally in August, and then it will be in print in September. Uh, reportedly, Edgar Wright has shot an Ant-Man test reel in hopes of getting the Project Greenlit. He's still plowing forward with that. Yeah, but that dude, I remember the rumors about this all the way back to right after Shaun of the Dead. That was supposed to be his next movie. Yep. Like, it's been a long time. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. I don't know how Marvel feels in their current situation to make an Ant-Man movie, because I would think he'd be introduced in an Avengers movie, but maybe not, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know either. That's It's interesting, but uh, hey, if he wants to keep going for it, Edgar Wright yeah. might be the right person for a kind of movie oh, like that, because a little more quirky. Um, yeah. That RoboCop reboot that we've been talking about for a while, the cast keeps getting better, and it does. Uh, it keeps kind of selling me on it. Hugh Laurie is now set to play the RoboCop villain. So Dr. House is going to be uh, taking apart some Robo. 
<laughs> I guess. I don't know. But I can see that. He's he's kind of, yeah. yeah. He's all over the place as far as acting goes. He's a really talented oh, yeah. guy. Yeah. My one fear with this RoboCop reboot is that we're going to get uh, the first shot of RoboCop and people are just going to flip out because it'll look oh. like an android more than like a cyborg. Oh. And It's going to happen. You know, matter, matter what it looks like, the, the, the thing with the internet nowadays, if you can put anything out and people are going to bitch. But people bitching about anything, anything you can put out. Even good things like remember when the Avengers costumes were showing people like oh Captain America looks retarded or this yeah. looks stupid or yep. that, like anything and so yeah no matter what they're gonna bitch about it <laughs> absolutely uh, Brian have yes. you ever wanted a Joss Whedon action figure I really do actually yes I have why where where did, what is this thing what is this such thing you okay um, yeah I teased it a little bit on the Facebook page <laughs> the other day and on Twitter uh, there is do you know the answer to this or. Oh, I'm honestly don't. Oh, okay. Um, there, there's going to be uh, Morgan Spurlock's documentary, Comic Con episode four, fans hope that will be out in uh, July, July 10th, actually. So it's not too far away. Uh, there will be exclusive action figures that come with different versions of the movie. There are four available. One is Joss Whedon, uh, which is exactly the one that showed up online that I posted. And again, they're not really action figures because they're kind of locked into position. Joss has his hands up in that classic director pose. Uh, so that's what he's got going on there. But there's one for Whedon. There's one for Morgan Spurlock. There's one for Stan Lee. And then for some reason, there's one for Harry Knowles, the guy from Ain't It Cool News. Uh, I imagine he's in the movie. I haven't seen it yet, unfortunately. But um, the Whedon and Spurlock figures will be sold with the DVD at Toys R Us exclusively. Or you can get another package with all four that will be put on sale at game stores, but it didn't specify which ones. So uh, for people that ever wanted a Joss Whedon action figure or Stan Lee, (laughs) right, I figured you would, or Stan Lee or Morgan Spurlock or some other dude, uh, those are with Comic-Con Episode 4, fans hope. July 10th. Yeah, I would I just uh, I, the, from what they look like. They remind me. I don't know if anyone's seen them, but those uh, Kevin Smith, you know, clerks, yeah, yeah. Uh, in action figures, exactly. they call them. It's kind of like that. Absolutely. Uh, Tekken Tag Tournament 2. <laughs> when you think of Tekken Tag Tournament 2, <laughs> do you do you even come close to thinking about rap or Snoop Dogg or anything no. like that? <laughs> well, no. sorry, but players who pre-order will receive early access, quote-unquote, to the Snoop Dogg level, which I imagine you can unlock since it says early access, uh, which features him sitting on a massive throne surrounded by dancing women. (laughs) This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. We've jumped the shark officially on the show. I love Tekken, but what the hell is this? They don't need this. Oh, my God. It sounds like a bad rap video now. This game is already very highly anticipated, I think. Like, Tekken Tag Tournament was amazing, and people have been wanting a two forever. Why the hell do we need Snoop Dogg tied in with it? So are we going to have his music playing in the level, in the background? Probably. Like, that's stu- have you heard the song? It's terrible, but that's because it's it. Snoop Dogg. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I watched the music video. That's how sadistic I am. <laughs> it's him sitting on a couch playing Tekken with Adrian Curry. While people like then it cuts to scenes of like people playing and then they get mad and they actually start fighting in the apartment. It's so stupid. I hate it. I hate it. You ruined my day, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never playing in that level ever. Uh, There is a Van Helsing reboot in the works. Universal has been planning it for a little while now. It's set to star Tom Cruise, who will produce alongside Alex Kurtzman and Bob Orsi. So that's the good news. 
Uh, Tom Cruise isn't exactly good news, but okay. Then. Yeah, but Kurtzman and Orsi's always yeah. nice. Uh, Kurtzman told Crave Online, quote, I don't want to give away too much because we are actually at the very beginning of talking about what to do with it. But I do feel like the Van Helsing that Anthony Hopkins plays in Bram Stoker's Dracula is sort of the parody version of it. And the Van Helsing that Hugh Jackman played was obviously in a different place as well. I think that these kinds of movies have evolved a lot since then. You know, The Dark Knight was a major, major corner-turning moment in the way that genre and superhero movies could be told. Really grounded in reality. Really grounded in really cool things. That's what I'd like to do without sacrificing the fantasy element. We aspired to do that as well on Trek. You know, keep it real. That's such a different franchise than Batman, but that's really what we wanted to do. And we'd love to do that with Van Helsing. So that sounds promising, but... We shall see. Again, say. the last Van Helsing movie was fucking terrible, so why are we rebooting it? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because it was, and they think it still has <laughs> something in it. I don't know. Uh, speaking of reboots that we don't want to see, Michael Bay's Ninja Turtles reboot has been delayed. Woohoo! Yeah, uh, so we get to be in a world without it for that much longer. <laughs> Originally set for release on Christmas Day 2013, the project start has been pushed back 10 weeks and is now targeting a May 16th, 2014 release, which shares a date with that untitled uh, Marvel movie that we're not sure what it is yet. Mm. So that's going to be some competition going on there. Everyone's going to go see the Marvel movie. Yeah. <laughs> Although kids will go see Ninja Turtles, and I probably will too, just to see how bad. But on the day of, I'll probably see the Marvel movie. Not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, powers, for people that have been afraid that Powers was not happening, it is still happening on FX. Brian Michael Bendis posted on his Tumblr that, quote, based on the pilot, the network ordered a handful of new scripts for new episodes, and the writers should be handing them in soon. It's slow and steady, but we are still alive. Yeah, that's been in development for so long. I mean, man, and they shot a pilot, uh, a first pilot, and then they recast some people because the girl that was going to play uh, Gina Pilgrim mm-hmm. got another job. I mean, there's been reshoots and recasting. And uh, again, I, it's almost at the point where I'll believe it when it's actually on because it's been right. going on for so long. But um, I can't wait for it. Yeah, should be good. Uh, next thing's an audio clip. I just thought it was funny, so I thought I'd play it here. Stanley does this thing on his show called Stan's Rants or whatever, or on YouTube. Uh, he puts up these little rant things, and he did a little rant about being in the Amazing Spider-Man game. And when I watched it, it's just so stereotypical, like charming Stanley that I just had to play it here. So enjoy this. Stan's rants. Activision asked if I would be a playable character in their new Spider-Man game. Well, I was busy with other things. I wasn't concentrating. I said, sure, that's okay. They put those damn electronic ping-pong balls all over me. I had to move and do gymnastics. Luckily for the world, I happen to be incredibly athletic. But here's what I'm worried about. Me, a playable character in a game? Anybody could be Stan Lee. What if a guy isn't worthy and I'm pretty particular? Never again will I put myself in a position where you, who may not be deserving, can be me. Of course, I know that my brigadiers, even if they happen to be noobs, will represent your generalissimo. I want you all to be on the lookout for any non-brigadiers. You know what to do when you find them. God, I love Stanley. <laughs> God bless Stanley. He had his age to be able to still be funny. Yeah, guy like can that. say and do anything he wants, and it's just so friggin' charming. It's it's just, yeah. He's obnoxiously charming, but I still love it. <laughs> Damn it! 
good for Stan. But yeah, he is a playable character in the Amazing Spider-Man game. It's pretty funny, actually. There's some footage online, some trailers and stuff of him swinging around and having Spider-Man <laughs> powers. So it is. It's it's like we thought. He's he's Spidey. <laughs> there are like specific missions that I think are Stanley centric though, just for him. Yeah. So that's interesting too. A uh, couple quick things before we head out for today. Uh, E.T. the Extraterrestrial comes out on Blu-ray this October. That's a big deal. And the guns are back. And the guns are back. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, and lastly, Indiana Jones, The Complete Adventures. We talked about it before. Uh, a special Blu-ray set that will include all four movies in the Indiana Jones franchise. That will hit Blu-ray on September 18th. So that's not too far away either. Also oh. fantastic. Uh, so as we get out of here today, any final thoughts or something you want to plug, Brian? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Xander Harris. Uh, if you like um, uh, <laughs> screwing up my plug, if you like movies and want to hear uh, more in-depth movie reviews, uh, you can listen to my movie podcast, Isle of the Damned, movienoise.com slash Isle. Awesome. If you want to see anything about the stories we talked about today or uh, any of the stuff that's going to be on the site, including that uh, Geek Photo Week that's going to be going up very soon and starting very soon, I'll have an article up on Monday, hopefully, that will explain that a little bit more. Head to thegeekgeneration.com. On the side, there is a button to rate the show and write a review in iTunes. I know you people are out there and listening. We have more listeners than we do reviews. That shouldn't be the case. (laughs) Everyone that listens should go to iTunes. Please at least do a star rating, if not writer of you. I cannot tell you how much that helps the show. If you want us to continue to have great guests on, we need to be more popular and we need to climb the iTunes charts. You can make that happen for us. If you have any questions, comments, insults, or topics you would like us to discuss on a future episode, you can send those to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com or at geekgeneration on Twitter or call 508-316-9787 and leave us a voicemail. We always love those too. As always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can be found on our site. Uh, we will be back next week in something that is a little bit different. Where uh, This summer, I'm working on bringing in some other voices here and there to kind of uh, expand our reach and for you guys to hear some different opinions here and there. So we'll be joined next week by Aaron Roden of the Air Raid Podcast, and I'm looking forward to that. We will see you guys next week. Later. Make it so.